You are about to hear a message preached at Church One on the Gold Coast. To find out more about Church One, visit us on the web at churchone.com.au. And be sure to subscribe to these podcasts so you don't miss out on any new messages as they are available. In Mark chapter 5, verses 24 to 34, we see a story of a woman that has been in a desperate situation for a long time. She has been isolated from her community. She has been ostracized by the people that she loved because of the law that existed in her time. Also, she has become unwell for the last 12 years of her life since her first diagnosis. We are now met with this woman that has lost everything. She was originally a wealthy woman and lost all her money. And the Bible tells us that she has gone to different physicians. In fact, the the inference is not just physicians, but faith healers and, and all kinds of people who say that they have authority in fixing her problem. And yet her body continued to hemorrhage internally and even externally. So we have this woman at the point of death for about 12 years. It took her this long to actually get any kind of relief for her situation. What a hopeless case this was, at least to her. Her life had no sense of hope. Her life had no sense of relief. Not only could no one help her, she has lost everything to try to help herself. There's an old saying that so many people, um, you know, work to, uh, to earn to, to, so that they could have life, but only to spend everything that they have so they could have their life back. This woman has never had an encounter with Jesus Christ according to the account of the book of Mark until this day. And so I want to set that foundation for you today because I want to talk to you today about how one touch from God can change your life forever, can heal you completely and make you whole and break away some things from your life that you never thought were possible. It takes one moment and one touch and even some would say one word from God. In verse 24 of Mark chapter 5, we see the story begins this way. And he went with him. What a way to start the story with that, with those about five words, and he went with him. What this is referring to early in the chapter, Jesus was approached by a man called Jairus. Now, he was a synagogue leader or ruler. He was probably one of the guys responsible in the early days to keep Jesus out of what was known to be the church at that time. Jesus was too controversial. He was too powerful. He was too unorthodox. He's not the kind of uh, church leader you would expect today. He kind of went into the church, kind of blew it up. The power of God would turn up. People would get healed. He would do things on the Sabbath, in which case they weren't allowed to do anything at all. But yet Jesus did everything to set people free and heal them and release them from whatever it is that they've been experiencing all their lives. You know, I call this a divine interruption. Jesus was actually on his way. He had an agreement with Jairus, the ruler of a synagogue. Yes, I'll come and help your daughter. I'll pray for her who at this point in time was already at her deathbed. At this point in time in verse 24, the Bible said Jesus was on his way to go to Jairus's house so he could pray and heal her daughter. But there's an interruption that took place here. There's a woman with an issue of blood for about 12 years that stopped that journey. 
We don't know how long this took. This, in, in fact, this story, but this kind of interruption to the story uh, of Jesus healing a 12-year-old girl was interrupted of an older woman who has been a prisoner of her condition for 12 years. It's a fascinating story when you think about it. But what would make Jesus stop from taking care of a little girl that has been isolated in her home at her deathbed to a woman um, who just who did nothing but just touched the edge of his garment? What would make him stop? What would make him stop his journey? Surely it was an urgent thing for him to go see this girl. But there was something about God and there's something about what we do that gets God's attention. I want to talk to you about that today because I believe that we need to get God's attention from time to time. I'm not saying that God is not attentive to your needs. I'm not saying that God kind of sort of look at your friend and see, oh, well, I'm going to take care of this person before I take care of you. No, no, God can take care of the whole human race at the same time because the Word of God tells us that He is omnipresent, which means He is ever at all times, at any time in the world's history, but He's also omnipotent, omnipotent rather. That means He is all-powerful. So we have this all-powerful, all-present God, but in this particular juncture of time we see a snapshot of the heart of God when it comes to what gets his attention I call it a divine interruption not because a divine person interrupted Jesus but because there's an interruption here that took place and what looked to be a mission that Jesus was on was interrupted because God is wanting to do something I found over the years in my life that my life would become interrupted either by people, by circumstance, my children, my, the things that I'm going through. And I've learned over the years that the most important thing for me to do is that in the midst of that interruption, in the midst of what, what seems to be a roadblock, that I need to take stock and, 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 and allow the Lord to touch my life and, and help me learn the lessons of what is happening at that time and rebalance myself or reconfigure and recalibrate myself according to the plans that God has for me. Let me read to you some parts of this passage of scripture. In verse 25, the Bible says, prior to that it says, a great crowd followed him and pressed around him. Now I want you to understand the background here in the small streets of that city, of that village, the crowd were so packed around Jesus that he was thronged, the Bible says. He was hard-pressed. It's like, you know, a Boxing Day sale if you're right at the front of the door. You're pressed by people around you. In verse 25, it says, There was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under the physicians, many physicians, and had spent all she had and was no better but rather grew worse. I want you to note that not only she lost everything by trying to get herself better, the physicians did a bad job, all the doctors, and she had none left to take care of herself, but she has gotten worse. This truly is a helpless situation. Who can help her? Who can fix her problem? Who can extend her life? Who can restore her back into her community? In verse 27, something interesting happened. 
Because Jesus was about to pass by that road as he was on his way to heal a young girl of 12 from her deathbed. In verse 27, it says, She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If I could touch even his garment or another uh, another." Um, interpretation in Luke it says uh, another part of the story says if I could touch the edge of his garment not his whole garment but just the edge uh, and I will be made well in verse 29 and immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease let me break that down for you a little bit further in the book of in, in, in the in verse 27 the Bible says that she heard reports what that indicates to us is that she has never met Jesus. She's only heard about Jesus. And when I think about that, I'm reminded of how we, in this society, in our era today, don't really see who Jesus is in the way He was seen by His disciples. Uh, not long ago, I preached to you, in fact, last week, I shared with you how Jesus said, Blessed are you, Thomas, for you believe because you saw me. But blessed are those who do not see me and yet believe. I, I, I really sense in, in this particular verse, it really is speaking to me and speaking to us that, 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 that an experience with God is not necessarily about what you can see, that God's power can take place in your life without some of the evidence that you are looking for. That God can in fact touch you just by you hearing about what is done. The Word of God tells us in the book of Romans that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. In fact, she heard all these reports about Jesus. She heard that she could heal the sick. She heard that he, he was, He's come from God. She heard perhaps that He was a prophet. She heard all these miraculous signs and wonders that Jesus was performing and her faith was incredible because she knew that there was no way for her physically to be able to face Jesus because she was ostracized from the society. She was not allowed to mingle with the people uh, in her village because of her disease, because of her condition. She wasn't especially not allowed to face a priest like Jesus who was not allowed to touch people that were deemed to be unclean by their Jewish traditions but here she was she wanted to do something in secret the Bible says she came up behind him in the crowd in verse 27 and touched his garment that tells us that she has been living a life of isolation because of her disease now that's not so unfamiliar with us today this whole self-isolation can drive you crazy but for her it wasn't just driving her crazy it was taking her life away. And I guess there are people today in isolation whose lives perhaps might be in danger because of the gravity of the virus that they might be experiencing. But here she is. She realizes she is desperate. She had no other choice. She got out of her house and she went through that crowd. Can you imagine what would have happened at that time? She would have walked. She would have crawled. She would have been trampled by the crowd. I can imagine a woman that was hemorrhaging already, trampled by this huge crowd as she crawled her way to the edge of the garment of Jesus by some divine 
providence, she was able to reach close enough and far enough to reach just the edge of his garment. And the Bible tells us that when she touched him, she was made well. In verse 30, the Bible tells us that Jesus perceiving in himself that power has gone out from him, immediately turned to the crowd. Basically, the Bible is telling us Jesus stopped. All of a sudden, the urgency of going to see this little girl that was dying in her house is no longer an urgent matter because there was something more pressing at this point in time. What could be more pressing than a dying girl for God to stop? I don't know about you, if I were me, I would be running to that girl because that is so important. He didn't even see who touched him. He had no idea that somebody is trying to get healing from him. But there was something that went out of him. That's the power of God. And he stopped. It got his attention. What got his attention? It was faith. Simply, her faith touched the heart of God. This genuine faith, this desperate faith this faith that fully that is fully dependent on the power of God and nothing else and when her faith touched Jesus the divine power of God touched her body think about this you know with, with all the viral issues that have taken place in our society recently one touch from another person who is infected can infect you. But here's the good news. One touch from God's Spirit can heal you and restore you for good. It takes one touch. But what was it that touched God? It's faith. Oftentimes I hear people say, hey, pastor, I need a touch from God. I need God to touch my life. I'm, I'm going through things. Can I say with you to, to you today that maybe what we need to do is allow our faith to touch Him because when her great faith touched Jesus, heaven was engaged and power came out of Jesus, the Bible says, and went to her and healed her. There was no word exchange. There was no eye contact. It was merely her faith as if it was a key that opened the door and heaven opened to her. It touched God enough that it would stop in his tracks and say, who touched me? I pray today that your faith would be so much so that it would touch God. And what I love, with, what I love about this is what Jesus said. Jesus said to her daughter, while she came clean and said, it was me, I'm sorry, and with fear and trembling. Jesus said to her daughter, your faith has made you well or made you whole. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. What's amazing about these words is this. First of all, Jesus said to her daughter, why is that so significant? Because she has been so separated, isolated, ostracized. In fact, she has been completely cut off from the inheritance of God's people. Jesus, by calling her daughter, said, you are now again reinstated to your family not only you're a daughter of God you're a daughter of your community you are a daughter of Abraham the promises are restored in your life you see when God really touches your life 
is not just physical healing. He touches you deep in your spirit, your soul, and He makes you well, but He also makes you whole. And He wants you to do this. He wants you to walk your life to be completely healed from every disease and pain and every brokenness that this world has brought you to. So God bless you today. And I pray that you will walk in the healing and the freedom of Jesus Christ. You have just listened to a message preached at Church One on the Gold Coast. To find out more about Church One, visit us on the web at churchone.com.au and be sure to subscribe to these podcasts so you don't miss out on any new messages as they are available.